Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfilment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is a stonking book. While Galatians hammered in on Jesus being the only one to guarantee our freedom now, Ephesians sticks its finger under our chin and tilts our face up higher. We gaze in wonder at our future inheritance and the glorious majesty of the heavenly realms. 
In that celestial view, we discern the vocation for the church right now. We start by being reminded that these heavenly realms are not just a future destination. They have always existed while Julius was Caesar, while dinosaurs ate cavemen, and even when wooden church pews were a newfangled craze. And we find that our names have been written there in those glorious realms since before the dawn of time. These heavenly realms don't quite sit in parallel to our realm, but engulf it and sit over it, always real, always majestic, always rumbling and effervescing with the glorious presence of hope. These heavenly realms have always been fingerprinting the world. But there will be a day when the times have reached fulfilment, when the heavenly and the earthly will completely become one under the headship of Jesus Christ. That is when our calling and the creation's calling will be filled up, will have done all it's meant to do. On that day, we will become staggeringly holy. On that day, we will be completely blameless in his sight and in the sight of all mankind. On that day, every nugget and ruffle of creation will be fully and utterly caught up into perfection, into faultless praise of the great King who made it and perfects it and satisfies it in every imaginable way. And we have a foretaste of this day sitting with us right now. The Spirit is a deposit paid to us on the point of faith. He is a portion of that future wonder that we can enjoy and experience and be reassured by right now. The Spirit brings that staggering holiness, that unimaginable power and shocking joy, and injects it into our current reality. So, next time we pray, come Holy Spirit. Let's remember who we are talking to. Before we utter those precious, life-shifting words, Let's take a moment to stretch wide our expectations and ready ourselves to taste hope. For when the Spirit comes, he fills us with God's fullness and he does it in every way. Here's a question for reflection. How big is your vision of the vocation of God's church? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.